MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, August 1st, 2019. Today, our predictions for the Dem Debate Round 2, a bombshell on Epstein eugenics. Mitch McConnell is directly tied to the Deripaska aluminum mill deal and a secret deal between Flynn and Putin in 2015. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson Hello. and Jordan Coburn. Hello. How you guys doing? Hey, good. Good. Good as well. Good. You're wearing your redaction dress? This, I am. I love this dress. <laughs> Thank you. It, are you wearing it in like... Is it's one? It's in your racial matto photos, right? It is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you guys check that out. It's my favorite dress. Uh, I need one actually. It's um, my favorite too. You know, today is National Colorado Day. No. Yeah. So shout out to our Colorado listeners. Yeah. Thanks to Ken Buck for asking Robert Mueller <laughs> if Trump can be charged when he leaves office. I like that. Happy Colorado Connected Day, Ken the redaction Buck. Redaction dress to the. National Colorado Day. That was good. I'm gonna. That was quick. Yeah. I can make it happen. <laughs> Six degrees of Muller bacon. Mm, <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> Not quite. It's a really funny contradiction as a concept. Happy National State Day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it what? seems. Do they have them for every state? National yeah. state. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone in the country has to think about us for today. Yeah. Well, not us, but you know. <laughs> uh, first, I want to let our patrons know that we will be hosting a second VIP meet and greet in San Francisco Thursday night, August 29th. You have to be a ticket holder for the main show August 30th to go, but keep an eye on your Patreon messages in the coming weeks for instructions, times, and locations. Uh, well, time and location is just one. We're doing this because our VIP meet and greet at the venue the night of the show sold out, like after an hour, and demand is pretty high. So you can attend the second meet and greet even if you're going to the first one, so you can get a Tuber, if you want. Yeah. Um, so look for those details as we get them. We'll send them out to your uh, as a message on on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And and speaking of that, guys, can you please uh, do us a favor and subscribe to the Daily Beans itself? Because right now we're posting all of our episodes on the Muller She Wrote feed, but those are going to disappear from that feed soon onto only its own feed, which it has. So if you could go on your podcast player and actually search for Daily Beans and subscribe on that feed. That would be really helpful to us. Plus, you won't miss any episodes when we pull it down off the Mueller She Wrote feed because you won't get the notifications anymore unless you subscribe uh, to the Daily Beans feed. It's all technology. Apple, you know. Yeah, they're in control of the world. So (laughs) we have to kind of go by their rules. And so we appreciate it. Shoot us a rating, too. We love that. Um, That, you know, when you do that, it helps us get noticed by other people. It helps Mm -hmm. get our show out there. So get the word out. Um, Guys, uh, we have... Uh, San Francisco, uh, which I was just mentioning, and I I wanted to. I'm so excited about this show because I haven't been to San Francisco since I was like 12. Oh, cool. it's gonna be great! My first time. Your really? first time? Oh yeah, you're gonna like it. I think I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. heck yeah, it's a really cool city. Nice. And we're right here. staying in Lower Haight, so it's gonna be rad. Nice near near the Haight Ashbury. Oh yeah, Jaleesa's gonna fuck up Haight Ashbury. Yeah. I have no idea what that <laughs> place is, but it sounds fun. Hide your weed, hide your wife. <laughs> Jaleesa's coming to the Haight. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It is seriously so amazing. It's like way before weed was even. 
being talked about being decriminalized i would go to hate ashbury as a kid and there's just weed on every corner that's incredible yeah everyone's either like selling it or asking for it like a willy wonka style like weed (laughs) factory yeah yeah i love that yeah exactly exactly and the oompa loompas don't come out and take you away though oh good unless you smoke a lot of weed (laughs) yeah it's a different drug for sure (laughs) yeah unless the grateful dead is in town Mm -hmm. and then maybe that might happen yeah uh, but I am excited to go there. Uh, when I was there, when I was twelve, I think we went on like a whale watching tour. Yep, that I, makes sense. I don't know when the I don't think the whales are there now. I think they're there in the winter. We got some whales out here too. You yeah, they come down. They come down from Alaska all the way down here, and then they go what right so back same. up. And whales like different tickets. <laughs> I think they. <laughs> I think they hit Hawaii too. They're on I, tour. Yeah, they're on tour. That's Dude, cute. Always on tour. Mm-hmm. Always on tour. Exhausting. Humpbacks. <laughs> it's <laughs> a tough on life tour. on the road or the water. It is lonely, tough life. But they have their kids with them, so I guess it's nice. Aww. It's a great yeah. concept for a nerdy science shirt, like yeah. a tour shirt or a journey. <laughs> where, where all the whales, <laughs> where, where all the whales go, where the whales have been, or like a like a butterfly migration shirt. Yeah, That's tour twenty twenty. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So with that out of the way, this is a new show, uh, and we have a lot to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Uh, on the radar today, literally, North Korea has launched two more missiles for a total of four over two launches personally overseen by Kim Jong-un this week alone. This is, uh, to me, a clear message to Trump to stop his military exercises in the region and an overt threat to South Koreans, Japanese, and our troops who are both stationed in those countries and in that area, in that peninsula. So uh, this is uh, I. This is what you get when you invite an evil dictator and into your home and send him love letters. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, you know, because he just went over there and did that whole thing where he was the first president to set foot in North Korea across the demilitarized zone. Everyone was like, whoa. Yeah, he was so proud of himself. Yeah, yeah and then now four missiles up your butt. So, <laughs> and these are at Trump. This isn't, this, we can't like, this, there's, make no mistake, this is a signal to him, like stop these exercises we talked about. And I'm sure Pompeo and, and Bolton are like, stop the nuclear stuff that we're talking about. <laughs> and, and he's not going to. But now he's been legitimized as a world leader because the president of the United States has invited him to be that. He exactly. elevated him up to a legitimate world leader. Yeah. That's a very good point. His missile launches—they terrify me because it feels like a carnival game or something. Like, yeah, like trying, warning to, shots, trying to hit, right? trying to hit something. Yeah, mostly not. One hundred percent not. But it's a terrifying <laughs> but, statement. But his goal is to get to get here or show that he can get here. That's yeah. really just yeah, very unsettling. These are, these are just tests, right? Yeah. But it's a show. It's to sh- say, hey, look what we can do. Mm-hmm. And these these missiles can reach Japan and South Korea. It's yeah. very twisted. Mm-hmm. And the point you made about him um, legitimizing. Kim Jong-un is so important because some people thought, oh, what's the harm with him shaking his hand and going to the line? It's actually something that they should be happy about. This is Fox News right now. But I, I think that's crazy because now, like you said, he feels like the people that any time someone's around Trump, they feel like they get legitimized, even though in America their careers you know, end as a result. They still feel that boost of like, oh, I work at the White House. I know Trump. I can sell you access. That happens here. So over there, it's got to be a similar thing, if not worse, because they actually align with his dictator-like, you know, Yeah, and he can petition to be in the UN Mm -hmm. General Assembly because, oh, Trump and me are friends and Putin and I hang out or whatever the fuck. And then, I mean, this is kind of like legitimizing his um, existence in the world as a leader. Mm -hmm. Because most presidents prior to this have just sort of ignored him like mm-hmm. let's not give him any you know spotlight let's not engage in this because he is uh, a murderous dictator who treats his people like shit and starves them to feed the military that 
you know, and these missile launches to threaten us and to try to become a nuclear power. And it's it's kind of like when you like when you retweet a troll or a bot or something. You you like I've I've had to learn not to do this on Twitter because when you respond to a bot or a troll, you are legitimizing their existence. Sort of, they go, "Ooh, look at this big account that retweeted me or whatever." And That's so, their goal. Yeah, it's kind of akin to that, but on a global thermonuclear scale. Totally. <laughs> no, it makes so, complete sense. Yeah. Do so, you think he's trying to show that he can actually make it here? Or he'll just he would just settle for showing he can make it to our allies. Uh, our allies, I think for now, um, I think he might be able to make it here, and he hasn't shown that yet. Yeah. Um, but we have so many troops in South Korea and Japan, it's this, it's akin to making it here, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, ob- obviously, you know, if it, if it actually hit on U.S. soil, that would be, I, you know, I, I can't Legally, say it would be, it would be worse different. or better. Right. But the like, gravity could be different, yeah, from it's a, just, a government yeah, perspective. I mean, it would probably be a bigger yeah. deal. But mm-hmm. Well, I imagine where you have the capability to reach factors into your negotiation. But normally we don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But now he's like, yeah, like exactly <clears throat> like you said, it's giving him an actual seat at the table. So I fear that he is even more emboldened to try to to get somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere would suck too. Any, like you said. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we have troops in a million countries, so mm-hmm. not literally, but a lot, <laughs> a lot of places. So, um, uh, it, you know, reaching here or reaching anywhere, our troops are. But it is, you know, and our allies, the civilians in in South Korea and Japan, also in danger. Very, mm-hmm. very scary. Um, yesterday, we reported on a House Oversight Committee report about the Middle East Marshall Plan, and buried within it, um, there was an email. Uh, about early meetings between Putin and Michael Flynn. Jordan, what do we know? Yeah, so remember when Flynn was hanging out on stage with Putin at that RT event back in 2015? Mm-hmm. Uh, so him and Putin both were, every time that they were asked, did you guys talk about stuff? They were like, nah, we just said pleasantries. That's about it. Nothing substantive, right? Well, it turns out uh, they probably did, definitely did. Uh, an email... <laughs> <laughs> an email is... Uh, surfaced uh kind of i mean it's it's surfacing for the first time for us it's something Mueller already knew at least according to sydney powell but i don't know if we can trust her but i trust that that was something that was fully investigated by Mueller. um but the email says i had an interesting trip to moscow and then in parentheses i did meet with putin and that was sent to one of his business associates and he sent that in the uh on december 16th 2015 and that was what was just obtained by the house oversight committee and here's something you have to consider too that it might not have been fully investigated by Mueller. it might have been handed off to the counterintelligence yeah. um uh, folks because if this has to do with the nuclear um saudi arabia grand bargain for lowering sanctions on russia right. and the rosneft sale and all that you know giant counterintelligence mm-hmm. thing that's happening it, he might not have investigated it and it might have handed it off and yeah. so Sydney Powell could be singing out of her ass which yeah well I definitely think she's doing that <laughs> whatever whatever the Either case way, is yeah <laughs> whatever she's saying is coming out of her butthole yes yeah, yeah, yeah. but I but I do think that it's also possible that a lot of new documents and a lot of new reporting has come to light on the Middle East Marshall Plan that recontextualizes evidence as well. So even if it wasn't something that was fully looked at in in the full scope by Mueller, that's something that now that we know more about it, it's it's actually a lot more consequential than maybe it was a few months ago. But, totally. Yeah, and I wonder when um <clears throat> when Nadler who's petitioned for the grand jury materials 
if that information will be in there, the counterintelligence information mm-hmm. will be in the grand jury materials, even whether or not it was handed off or if it would be if the counterintelligence information would be redacted from Nadler's view on the Judiciary Committee. I want I wonder. Yeah, I cannot imagine Mueller saw this and was like, eh, nothing's here. <laughs> right. I don't think Flynn's <laughs> judge thought that either when he probably saw this, too. Right. Was it Judge Ellis who was uh, the guy that said you should have considered treason? Oh, uh, yeah. He might. He, uh, yeah. He might have. It, it makes a lot of sense now that we get this information and what he might have seen mm-hmm. to be like, dude. Yeah, handing off nuclear secrets to the Saudis, circumventing the rules um, by lobbying uh, the the Trump administration. And it shows Flynn had been a part of this plan uh, to bring the Marshall Plan mm-hmm. way back to 2015, right? Yeah, he was like a main point person, essentially, that was kind of tasked with being the representative for this plan, uh, conceivably to the Russians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and and also we have to think about how this could have influenced Trump's policy um, and and his picks for Rex Tillerson, oil man in Russia, which you need the oil to build the reactors, you have to lower sanctions, Mnuchin's willing to do that, and the Treasury, et cetera. So, totally. Uh, the phone calls to Kislyak, having Flynn call Kislyak specifically to not retaliate against the sanctions and promise that we'll take care of them. All these things make sense in the light of this project and this plan. Yeah, and that's why we made such a big deal out of it in episode six. Absolutely. It's like they all had their marching orders, right? They all knew what they were supposed to do and they fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And White House officials using personal emails and texts to do this, by the way, possibly violating the Presidential Records Act and raising questions about about preservation, evidence preservation. Yeah, definitely. Because even though there isn't currently any evidence, uh, at least that has been established in a court of law that we know of, that successfully determined that this lobbying did work and it resulted in an actual nuclear energy transfer, essentially, uh, capability transfer to the Middle East. But... I think that that's still yet to be determined. I think Republicans are having a, a great time saying that you can't prove it. Yeah. And yeah. How do you prove that kind of thing, right? With these emails. With, yeah. <laughs> with these... I mean, besides that, they're going to say, well, yeah, but what do the emails lead to? Is there yeah. Any... And I, I have to reiterate what I've said before. And, and same with obstruction of justice. You don't actually have to successfully complete the lobbying uh, mm-hmm. attempt in order to be guilty of lobbying on behalf of a foreign uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be a billboard somewhere. I think people forget that all the time. <laughs> it's so important. Right. Yeah, I think just the act of lobbying, whether it works or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. when someone says, so what? Just that yeah. statement yeah. is perfect for that. Yes. And also, so what? Really? You're that- cool with giving nuclear secrets to the 9-11 guys? They'll be like, okay. Well, Trump started this from like his first day in office. He's like, we're all killers. We all do bad things. So people yeah. are like, yeah, well, he's a you know, politician. So what? It's like, no, this is crazy. But yeah. he set the tone. Yeah. And the evidence does already exist because the, the committee documented it this week uh, that Flynn did definitely have plans to bring the project up to people in russia so mm-hmm. so it's not it's not even conjecture this is <laughs> there is definitely evidence of right. this. these so. are not beans it was yeah. conjecture in 2017 yeah now they're cooked beans actually beans have come that? true yes mm-hmm. yes yeah they and, grow and, up so fast sorry we should put like a little bean with a with a <laughs> copy of the flynn story on one of those blankets that says you know two years old <laughs> oh it's adorable <laughs> They grow up so fast. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, this is this is crazy. I'm excited in a terrifying way to keep learning more details about the Middle East Marshall Plan because it was very extensive. And 
still is, right? Because I imagine oh, yeah. they're not giving up on that. <laughs> no. So so much money on the line. Yeah, yeah and I feel like uh, Jamal Khashoggi's death might have had something to do with that. Like, what was he reporting? What at was the he time? looking into? Exactly. Yeah, and Seth Abramson in his Proof of Conspiracy book talks about this. Another follow-up meeting to this with Flynn and Ben Carson, mm. uh, of all people, and it's a it's a uh, no spoilers. Read the book. <laughs> Proof of Conspiracy. Um, so. There have been people who have been on this for a while, and it's just now coming out to the public. So, yeah. yeah, and Barrick is super in the center of it. So yeah, Tom Barrick. 100% on my indictment league. <laughs> nice. <laughs> totally. Um, Unless yeah. he just ends up in, in a counterintelligence indictment league, which is never publicly indicted and just sort of disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Um, let's see. Also this morning, uh, there was another hearing in the Epstein case. Speaking of assholes, uh, <laughs> Where the judge set a tentative trial date for mid-2020, June, uh, there was no mention of his alleged suicide attempt, though he is on suicide watch. We did find out today that Epstein is not in solitary confinement. He shares a cell with Nicholas Tartaglione, a former cop. Uh, his name's former probably cop. Nick Tartarface yeah, or something. Yeah, he murdered some people, I yeah, guess. Really? Former cop for uh, facing murder charges. And Tartaglione's lawyer says, no way he attacked Epstein. Yeah, because oh. hmm. no oh. way a murderer named <laughs> Tony God. Taglioni. Yeah, I'm sorry, rapport. that is not. You, no, I'm not okay. It's you know not the worst thing you can. You know what? Done. Go ahead and send me emails. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that they feel like he's safe with this guy. It's like I don't know. Did Jeffrey make friends with him or something? It's I'm just curious about that. How they're so sure it wasn't him. Yeah, he's but that's what the lawyer he was says. attacked, right? Like, no, I don't that's think what he's saying he was that. found attacked. Really? I think, and then they were like, "Do we see the bruises?" I haven't read anything about what he said happened. Okay, um, but the jail's not reporting, and it, and they didn't talk about it in the trial to, or in the hearing today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like this guy wouldn't do it. He's a murderer, but he wouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah look no, at, he look would his... do that. He just didn't. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Actually, he would have killed him because oh, he's good. At that's his the job. best argument you got there. Yeah, he yeah, had exactly. a life full of good behavior and civil <laughs> yeah. service, except a... for that one murder. <laughs> but other than that, that would have been a funny defense. Tartaglioni, if it was him, he'd have killed him. Yeah, yeah. if I wanted you dead, you'd be <laughs> dead. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's uh, totally, totally convincing. I've been watching The Godfather again. Sorry, uh, because I'm you know in anticipation of Roger Stone's upcoming <laughs> trial. <so> yeah, <laughs> forgive me for my really terrible and probably stereotypical Italian-ness. I equate um, it with the Hope Hicks thing. It's like some voices, are, I can see how they are offensive, but also, you know. Yeah, like it's fucking essential. Yeah, but I guess this is more like a racial thing. So, all mm-hmm. right, cool, cool, noted. <laughs> it's a mob thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mob thing, there we go. Uh, anyway, we can expect discovery in this case to be complete by October 31st, and the discovery mm-hmm. is chilling to me. I hope it's under seal. I don't want to see it yet. Um, October 31st, with one exception, uh, which I believe is information from one of his devices that could take a minute to get or crack or something like that. Uh, Epstein's attorney asked for 13 months to review the discovery documents. Um, There's over a million of them. But the judge, Richard Berman, suggested it could start as early as June, but he's also considering doing putting it off until like September of next year. He's open, kind of pending on how these preliminary hearings go. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea of a settlement, that's out the window, I imagine, <laughs> yeah, I at so. this point. A settlement, but maybe not a deal. Like and I've, and I've thought about the scruples on this because I've I've been like, you can't offer a deal to a, a sex predator, to a child right. rapist. Again. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. But the a deal, again part but is... a fruitful deal, not a sweetheart deal. Sure, like yeah, yeah. A, But like if he gave up some of the major like sex traffickers in the world, I would 
be okay with him, that got prosecuted? Because usually a deal is they have to be prosecuted and convicted and found guilty for your deal to apply. Mm-hmm. So it'll take a while either way. So if that happens and we can lock up a bunch of sex traffickers responsible probably for the majority of, of this kind of sex trafficking, at least among the wealthy and the powerful, then I would be okay with him uh, on house arrest in one of his mansions until he dies. Yeah. If we can lock up 10, 15, 20 more people. members, yeah. Exactly. They are like the Illuminati. It used to be like a conspiracy theory, but now I'm like, oh, just powerful people doing awful things? Well, yeah, Epstein all the way. Yeah, they just don't have a name for their club. Right, Illuminati. Yeah. It's too played out. Oh, yeah. I do have a hard time seeing what incentive he has to flip on anyone at this point, though. Mm. To get to spend the rest of his life in his mansion? Maybe under house arrest with a couple ankle bracelets and a dick bracelet. Might get murdered in his mansion, though. I guess so. It just seems like his life. But if he had like a huge, you know, all right, big walls, guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a security detail, which he's he's in danger no matter where he is. Prison's not going to stop people from killing him. That's what I'm kind of thinking, and and it's like his life is already completely ruined for the rest of time. I hope Mm -hmm. now that this has been so high profile, Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I guess. And like you said, he's not really safe at home and he's not safe in jail either, it doesn't seem so. He might as well give someone up then, right? If they're making that deal, they might not even be making that deal. They might just be looking at him going, you don't get shit, you disgusting piece of crap. Mm -hmm. And uh, we already have enough evidence from your safe and your uh, devices that we have to crack and the million documents of discovery that we don't need your help. So shush and go hang out with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the murderous cop. The, mur- the cop murder. Yeah. Well, murder there are, cop. There are like people in prison too that still have so many ties with the outside world that could totally like fuck with him too if True. he does flip on anyone. Yeah, he's definitely in a tough position, which I'm so thankful for. Which he, where he put himself. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. But I'm curious to see where his head is too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel he's in danger. No, whether he flips or not, there's people who want him mm-hmm. dead. Uh, because he could flip at any time. Mm-hmm. It's just a danger. Uh, he's in danger whether he's in jail. He's in danger whether he's in his home uh, under house arrest being guarded. Yeah. Uh, it's the same amount of danger. So he might prefer, if there's a deal on the table, to sit that out in his comfy home with his television set and you know his mansion or yeah. pool or Better whatever. Better die in a mansion than in jail, I guess. That would be the only kind of difference that right. would impact him. But yes, yeah, I don't know if they're offering. That is a glaring difference, him. I suppose. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're not going to offer him that at all. I don't know if they need to. If they need it, yeah. Um, I would at least ask as a prosecutor just to see because even if you've got all this evidence and everything that's in the safe, there's pro- there could be more things that you don't have that you could get leads to. Right. And it could be a proffer session, which is what happens where you say, you tell me everything that you know, and we'll decide if we're going to make you a deal. If you have bomb-ass proffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah if yeah. you've got bomb-ass proffer is what, we, what you called it in Molishi <laughs> yeah. Maybe he knows about other people that also have passports that are weird and expired and like, you know, getaway bags and stuff. He could know any, he could know so much yeah, uh, yeah. that's not in the discovery, not in the evidence. Or they might say, we have enough here that we're comfortable to never offer you a deal and you're going to rot in jail. I don't I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I, I think as a prosecutor, I would at least offer a proffer session. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you lie during a proffer session, all bets are off the table. And if no convictions come, and you don't have to give them a deal to get the proffer session, you can get, hear what they have to say before you offer them a deal, and then you can be like, nah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a smart move either way. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you can actually use what they told you. In the proffer session, if, if you don't make a out. deal, yeah, okay, I don't know. so it's tricky, you know, law, 
We'll ask. We'll ask yeah, Renato. Opening arguments or someone will dissect uh, that. But that's not the only Epstein news today, guys. The New York Times dropped a bomb, a really gross bomb, content mm-hmm. warning. Yeah. Uh, and Jaleesa, you have this story. <laughs> yes, I do. <clears throat> so just when you thought Epstein couldn't get any creepier, the New York Times published a story detailing Epstein's disturbing plan to, quote, seed the human race with his DNA. And he wanted to do that by impregnating women, as many as 20 at a time, at his ranch in New Mexico. It would essentially be a ranch that instead of breeding cattle, he just breeds Epstein babies. Wait, at a time? Yes. 20 at a time. Simultaneously. Like, I mean, I guess it would have to be over like 20 days. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's extensive. And to achieve this, he recruited the help of many famous scientists, including Stephen freaking Hawking. And many no. of these, yeah, yeah. They used to go to his mansion at dinners and all this stuff. Stephen and, Hawking went to his mansion? Yeah, but I mean, who's to say that he was, a lot of these scientists are backing out now saying, hey, we just liked his money. We didn't know he was doing this to kids. He was offering them uh, startup money for their Startup money and, and seed money. Ew, seed money. Seed money. Uh, for, <laughs> for their God. research. He was going fund yeah. their research let's, exactly let's keep the word seed up. yeah code word <laughs> fund your research and uh yeah many of these scientists were so blinded by epstein's money that they ignored how incredibly psycho his plans were and thankfully none of these creepy ideas have seemed to come to fruition but they're still pretty concerning ideas for someone like his you know of his influence to have just makes me wonder who else might be trying this and it's called transhumanism yeah, it's basically the science of improving the human population through technologies like genetic engineering and artificial intelligence. That's a kinder, gentler term for eugenics. Exactly. It's yeah. like modern day eugenics or someone said on Twitter, e- eugenics, eugenics, eugenics. <laughs> That's good. Ew. Yeah, I like that. Ew. Eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, um, here's the craziest part of all of this. He also was into the science of cryogenics if i'm pronouncing that right which is freezing things and he requested that his head and penis be frozen yeah yeah and this hurts me because we've talked about this on Mueller. she wrote um how i want to know what's going to happen or how how the Mueller investigation (laughs) is going to be viewed historically and i wanted you guys to freeze my head yes and keep me alive so that i could experience that now but then recently since then we've had god on the show and god has um uh uh, revealed to me that in the afterlife, all of the Mueller information will be available. That's perfect. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we can we can get all the unredacted and the book stuff. Is thinner, but all you the information there. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not but his head and his penis. And I was like, why just the head and the pe- what the hell? Right, like the head I get, but the penis, like you can't enjoy it at that point unless he knows about some science. I don't. But all of this is just like a Futurama episode gone wrong. It's really creepy. And, it's uh, bad dick energy personified. Bad dick energy. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently none of it is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Cut your dick off and freeze it if you want. <laughs> I guess. Oh, but knowing what he did to those women and those young girls, like, sorry, I'll give I'll give a minute for the last Freeze it if you want. <laughs> yeah. No rules against that, I guess. Right. That part, I'm like just creepy in general. But then there's the actual coercion that he did with these young women and the fact that he was trying to breed women like this. It's like, whoa. And there was a deposition where he had to describe how another woman described his penis. Mm. And it was like really weird and egg shaped and all this other stuff. And they were forcing Epstein to read this description from one of his victims. <clears throat> and he was like getting angry that they were making him like, Seemed like he has a weird talk about dick. his weird dick. Do they what? have pictures of his actual penis to, I to, 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 to confirm not. side by side? Exhibit A. Yeah, yeah across. I mean, examined. that would that would be some kind of proof, I imagine. <gasps> That's how you get Trump down. You just like have him on the stand and like cross examine his penis and he'll just break down. Yeah. It's like the most like. But yeah. what did the penis look like? <laughs> 
Your Honor, objection. Um, but yeah, it's all weird. And then just knowing that he thinks he has superior genetics is another thing that bothers me. Right. And yeah, yeah the uh, egregious unself-awareness mm-hmm. of mm. not realizing he's a sex predator and right. uh, transhuman... <laughs> transhumanism? Yeah, transhumanism-motivated... Yeah fleet of sex predators is what he thinks is the superior race. I just imagine in the future when somebody's trying to reanimate his dick in his head, that somebody's doing it and they've got all the lines hooked up and everything and one guy looks at the other and says I'm sorry we don't have enough blood for both hi Uh, okay sorry old joke I'll show myself out I did it (laughs) but he thinks his dick is as important as his head yeah Yeah, that blows my mind did all dudes think that well, creepy ones, I guess. Or, I don't you know. know. Maybe that's the thing. Okay. Now we know what his answer would be to you can bring two things on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Desert island is my head, my, head my, head dick. And my dick. Yeah, yeah. And, and ice. Saudi Arabia fake <laughs> <And> passport. <laughs> a cooler box. <laughs> yeah, uh, but very creepy and uh, totally uh, legal, not cool. <laughs> this guy screams Scientology. Oh, okay. I can I think see it's that. his own thing. It's I definitely it's... an Epstein religion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was going Dianetics for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, insane. Mm -hmm. And then Stephen Hawking—that's another part. That just makes me sad. There's a lot of poet laureates and Nobel Prize winners and stuff that he's had to his mansion and stuff because they—he's basically like, I want to fund your projects. Just a Um, super rich guy. Yeah, and some people refused, but most of them took his money. But a lot of them over the over time, when they find out what was happening, were like, I'm out. Yeah, they're definitely out now. They're like, fuck you, you're in your own creeper. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. now dead. that you're in jail, okay. Why don't yeah. you freaking take Stephen Hawking's seed and, <laughs> and start and, with that one? Yeah, yeah. Maybe with the, you know, the whole degenerative till he dies disease thing. Isn't oh, a yeah. Good idea to spread, I thought you were but, telling him to take a seed, brain. too. It works both ways. God, what if they had that conversation? <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think you're a good candidate, Hawking's. Like, I Why? brought you here to that? see... <laughs> yeah are we saying that if god's good. <laughs> interviewing stephen hawking about epstein because this is a sketch that needs to happen <laughs> it's like all right black holes great contribution we appreciate that but i have these these scenes i yeah. don't know how god would bring it out like a tv <clears throat> and a little rolly thing yeah <laughs> one of those like old school substitutes like, yeah strapped down to the yeah i'm going to hell <laughs> i mean all I guess of us are we, yeah yeah. So, yeah tell you what before we do that we'll be right back Hello, this is AG with a quick request for you to subscribe and rate The Daily Beans. The way the podcasting world works, subscribing, which is free, puts us on the map and helps others find our show. So head to your podcast player and click subscribe. Also, we're going to be pulling these shows off of the Muller She Wrote main feed pretty shortly, so you'll want to make sure you're subscribed on The Daily Beans feed. Thanks so much for listening. In portions we all can digest Hey guys, welcome back. Time for some social media. Hashtag. Today we are going to continue with the hashtag Moscow Mitch with a story from Natasha Bertrand in Politico. Uh, According to new lobbying disclosures, they disclosed, hey, Mm. step in the right direction. Nice. Uh, (laughs) But they disclosed about something that they did a while ago, which you're supposed to do beforehand. But they disclosed. Better late than never. Unless they found an old disclosure. I'm not sure. But two former Mitch staffers 
Hunter Bates and Brendan Dunn lobbied Congress and Steve <laughs> Bates and Dunn. <laughs> A law firm in the making. Yeah. They lobbied uh, Congress and Steve at the Treasury for Oleg Dara- the Oleg Deripaska funded Kentucky aluminum mill. So according to this article, Dems are trying to get the White House to look into the Russians' $200 million investment because they're worried the mill will contract with our own Department of Defense. So they're asking the White House to do this like they're going to. Um, as we all know from previous reporting, in order to get this deal done with the Kentucky aluminum plant and Rusal, which is o- Oleg Deripaska's aluminum company, uh, sanctions had to be lifted on Oleg Deripaska. And in order to get the sanctions lifted, he had to sell off shares in his company, which he sold to his family and the Kremlin. <laughs> so mm, he's still in charge of it. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to get uh, Mitch and the Treasury and the GOP Senate to vote for it, <clears throat> including Mitch McConnell. And so they lifted the sanctions, and uh, Steve at the Treasury had to approve it, which he did. It's unknown whether Hunter and Brendan lobbied Mitch directly or Mitch's office directly, but we now have a clear link between Turtle Dick Mitch and the Russian aluminum plant. So find this political article. The headline is Ex-McConnell Staffers Lobbied on Russian-Backed Kentucky Project and tweeted out with hashtag Moscow Mitch. Nice. And kudos to everybody that's been actually doing the hashtag stuff. I've seen like people like actually engaging. This is great. Yeah, totally. And you can uh, tag us too at Daily Beans Pod on Twitter. Yes, much appreciated. We do appreciate it. And uh, let's see. So are they going to get fair violations? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, Well, they just they just registered or they found their old registrations. I'm not sure which. So Hmm. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, I wonder how that like what penalty. We don't know what the start date was on their registrations. No, I I yeah. didn't see that in the yeah. uh, in the article. I imagine big <laughs> questions though, Jordan. You should go on the like. But it did say <laughs> um, it did say an update, uh, new lobbying disclosures. So apparently they're new. Hmm. Hmm. Unless they're new to them and they're old. Exactly. <laughs> it's very vague in that. <laughs> yeah, sense. I know it is. I would be so surprised if they registered like they were supposed to. Yeah. When they were supposed to. It's not really their uh, their party's deal. No. And that's also, you not shouldn't they be do. allowed to do that. Right, Aside retroactively, from, and all even that. if there isn't a fair violation, well, yeah, just what they you shouldn't be able to lobby for for oh that yeah, getting to the root of it. You're right, you're yes. totally right, and I think it was um, the bipartisan deal that Nunes and who else was trying to bring to the floor to stop lobbying. Oh, AOC. Yeah, uh, AOC Tegers. and Nunes. Ted uh, Cruz, there we go. Ted Thank Cruz, Ted Nunes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's for politicians faces. that get out of office and then go into lobbying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that's connected, but because through lobbying, but not, it wouldn't apply here because these aren't, Oh, I don't think these are former senators. Right, okay, But they're I see. former McConnell staffers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that would be part of the ban. Lobbying but is just really tricky. It's stupid. I don't even know why we have it. Um Also, I'd like to end the show on an amazing Twitter thread I found by at Zedary, I don't know how to pronounce it. Z e d d a r y. He goes by Zeddy on Twitter, and I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, but I encourage you to find it and read it and like it and share it because it has all the photographs that you need and all the sources and and give him a follow because this is pretty amazing. He put it all in one place. So here we go. On the subject of crime infested hashtag. A thread. Paul Manafort, former Trump campaign chairman, owned and lived in a condo on the 43rd floor of Trump Tower, currently in prison for money laundering, bank fraud, tax fraud, witness tampering, and conspiracy against the United States. Uh, Helene Namad owns the entire 51st floor of Trump Tower, pleaded guilty and received 12-month prison sentence in 2014 for operating an illegal multi-million dollar gambling business out of Trump Tower, case tied to notorious Russian mafia boss of all bosses, Semyon Mogilevich. Uh, Vadim 
Trencher, a former condo owner on the 63rd floor of Trump Tower, mastermind of Trump Tower gambling ring with Namad, five years in federal prison, $20 million in asset forfeiture for racketeering. Jean-Claude Baby Doc Duvalier, Haitian dictator tied to death and torture of thousands of its citizens, arrested upon return from exile and charged with embezzlement and human rights abuse, owned a condo at Trump Tower valued at $2.5 million. Felix Sater worked in an office out of the 24th floor of Trump Tower and a Trump Org employee, led negotiations for Trump Tower Moscow and Trump Soho, 15 months in prison for stabbing a man with a margarita glass, also convicted on $40 million stock trading scheme. Michael Cohen, Trump's personal attorney, former Trump org employee and Trump Tower uh, resident uh, and oh, at Trump Tower. He was a Trump org employee at Trump Tower and resident of Trump World Tower, currently in prison for tax evasion, bank fraud, lying to investigators, campaign finance violations tied to illegal hush money payments at the direction of Donald Trump. Joseph Weichelbaum, Trump's personal chopper pilot in the 1980s, upgraded from a 32nd floor Trump Tower apartment to an adjoining 49th floor condo where he was serving uh, while he was serving a federal sentence for smuggling cocaine out of Colombia via Miami. The condos were paid for in all cash. Uh, Vyacheslav Ivankov, uh, Ivankov, top Russian mafia boss, uh, associate of Semyon Mogilevich, hid out in Trump Tower, Moscow, hid out in Trump Tower, Moscow, and was a high roller at Trump Tower at Trump Taj Mahal, even while subject of a worldwide FBI manhunt, nine-year prison sentence for racketeering, shot dead in 2009 outside Damn. a Moscow restaurant. Uh, Anatoly Golubchik and Michael Saul, co-conspirators in the Trencher Trump Tower gambling ring. Golubchik was described as an enforcer for the group collecting debts with threats of violence. Uh, Golubchik and, and Saul forfeited their Trump Tower condos as criminal assets. Fun fact regarding Trump Tower gambling ring. They reported to Russian mob boss uh, Alimsan Tokononov. Sounds like a boss. <laughs> Toktokonov and was uh, charged with rigging figure skating at the 2002 Olympics. Mueller did that. Whoa, mm -hmm. how do you rig figure skating? They did. Anyway, wow. here it is. Uh, here it is. Then they have the, um, a photo. Here he is at the 2013 Miss Universe pageant, seven months after Trump Tower raids. Uh, correction to this tweet, Ivankov hid out in Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue, not Trump Tower, Moscow. Trump mm -hmm. Tower, Moscow is the unrealized project that Trump pursued mm -hmm. with Russian governments during the Trump campaign, then lied about. <clears throat> Stephen Hoffenberg leased an office space on the 15th floor of Trump Tower mere months after the SEC sued him for operating the largest Ponzi scheme in American history until the Madoff scandal. Served 16 years of a 20-year sentence for bilking $475 million from investors. Note on Hoffenberg, he is now in the news as he has alleged that Jeffrey Epstein amassed his own fortune during his role in the Tower's financial scheme. Also, Hoffenberg heads up a pro-Trump super PAC, which he has pledged $50 million to. Ernest Garcia II, billionaire and owner of Drive Time, huge stakeholder in those hellishly dystopian car vending machines you see advertised, <laughs> owns an apartment in Trump Tower. In 1990, pleaded guilty to $30 million bank fraud scheme tied to the Keating Five savings and loan scandal. I remember that one. Melvin Cooper, convicted of helping mastermind a violent loan shark scheme for the, Co for the Colombo and Gambino crime families. In 1985, after getting out of prison, he purchased a Trump Tower condo and later bought a second one, apparently rather disliked by his neighbors. Here's a fun one concerning Trump, a woman with no income or discernible assets, $6 million worth of Trump Tower condos, and a big mafia union racketeer. Hmm. Check this last panel for Art of the Deal. There's a a photo from the book. Sheldon Weinberg paid $180,000 a year in rent for his Trump Tower condo at the same time he was pulling in $30,000 a week for Medicare fraud. Sheldon disappeared in 1989 but was caught after the case was featured on Unsolved Mysteries and served 16 years in prison. I oh love God. TV. 
Jose Maria Marin, former governor of Sao Paulo and president of the Brazilian Football League, found guilty on seven counts of money laundering and wire fraud as part of the 2015 FIFA scandal, also investigated by Mueller. Currently in prison, spent his house arrest pending trial in his condo Trump Tower. <laughs> Chuck Blazer, FIFA executive committee, uh, pleaded guilty as part of the same scandal, racketeering, wire fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, died before sentencing, two luxury apartments in Trump Tower, one for himself and one exclusively for his cats. That's, that's really cute. I can't even laugh. <laughs> David Bogatine, one of Trump Tower's earliest tenants, purchased five condos for $6 million in 84, a deal that Trump personally closed, later extradited from Poland after fleeing an indictment in a Russian mob gas smuggling scheme, seven-year prison sentence. Fun fact about Bogatine, he was also a Red Army vet who reportedly spent time in North Vietnam advising the locals on how to shoot down U.S. planes. Uh, Robert Hopkins, Trump personally appeared at closing on his $1.7 million condo that included $200,000 in cash uh, that Trump counted himself, arrested on murder charges and convicted of running a $500,000 a week numbers racket for the Lucchese crime family. Lucchese? I don't know how to pronounce that one. (laughs) I could keep this up. He limited himself. He said, I even limited myself to just one of his properties. I haven't touched Epstein Epstein treating Mar-a-Lago as a hunting ground or R. Kelly holding women at Trump Tower in Chicago or Ivanka's Baku escapades or the six other Trump advisors facing federal sentences. Oh, my goodness. So that's just a... Just one little... One thread. Wow. So look him up, Zattery, Zattery, at Z-E-D-D-A-R-Y, and read that (laughs) thread. There's more, too. There's more... Um, but I, I cut it. I cut it a little bit short. Retweet yeah. it. But give that guy a follow. That's good, an amazing good job, thread. Zeddy. Cool name too, Zeddy. I like that. Yeah. So. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of speechless. And then the R. Kelly thing. I was like, I forgot about that. All these creepers knew each other. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like mildly speechless. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was a long one, but. Uh, anyway, well, I but... hope he plans or someone plans to do him for those other properties because, I mean, people need to know this. I'm very curious about Epstein's like, you know, his hubs or headquarters for all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's got all of his different mansions and stuff. Mm-hmm, the ranch, <clears throat> the breeding ranch. It's amazing. Um pretty incredible thread so uh thank you for that and guys that's our show and thanks to our patrons and subscribers you guys have any final thoughts nope it's um just august so that's cool right yeah it's begun when we're putting this out yeah except for patrons yeah you're in the past yeah (laughs) catch up patrons come on god it's august (laughs) yeah but that's it i'm happy school starting for people so i i'm not in school that's why i'm happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah wow i'm just thinking of like are we only learning all these things because trump is president like it's terrifying to think that all of this stuff goes on in other rings as well and we just don't know yeah i tweeted that i was like imagine if any of this would have even come out if trump weren't elected president so silver linings well hillary is married to bill so (laughs) i think some things would have came out yeah Yeah. it might be that might that might be true maybe but like acosta probably wouldn't have been labor secretary and then there wouldn't have been like scrutiny into his past oh yeah there's going to be all sorts of uh fan fiction on yeah podcast uh, alternate Alternate reality if trump didn't win yeah and fucking yeah i guess it's a silver lining but also terrifying because that means there's alternate realities in which all these people never get exposed yeah but Mueller she wrote also wouldn't exist so what kind of world would that be i don't even know or the daily beans you don't even know yeah yeah 
Uh, before uh, I let you guys go, um, we haven't watched, because of time travel, we haven't <laughs> watched the Democratic debates yet, but when you're hearing this, you probably will have. Any predictions on who's going to win? Oh, ooh. Harris. Kamala, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I feel like Biden's going to try to be prepared, but she is so smart. She's not an ideologue, as she calls herself. She's like someone who looks at things just simply as in how can they affect real people's lives. And so I think Biden's going to be like, well, Obamacare did that. But I think, I don't know, I feel like she'll have more of like the racial things and the policies with that and like her yeah, look, grant. Look for a showdown between uh, Kamala and, and Biden mm -hmm. again, uh, Harris and Biden. Particularly over healthcare because mm -hmm. she TV. said something about healthcare in the last debate and then had to walk it back and not because she she just misunderstood the question mm -hmm. because the the moderator said raise your hands if you would give up your private insurance uh, in favor of, of of a Medicare for all plan and she raised her hand thinking I'd give up my insurance totally uh, what she what I guess what um, Chuck Todd. Ugh. Fuck Todd. Uh, I guess what <laughs> he meant <laughs> was, would you be uh, willing to abolish everyone's private health insurance? Um, right. Which is something that, you know, a lot of candidates are, are for right now. Yeah. Right. But, and but Warren, she but she, yeah, she answered it personally. Yeah. Well, she just released her detailed health plan. Oh. And, and Biden is a fix the ACA the old way uh, and shore that up. <clears throat> and maybe he, he kind of, I can't even tell if he wants to add a, a, a Medicare for all option or if he wants to lower the Medicare aid. I'm not sure. But I think there's going to be a showdown between the two on health care. Yeah. I think Harris will come out on top as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting because Biden doesn't want to repeal and replace Obamacare. He wants to fix it. And then uh, Kamala would probably want to do something totally different. I don't even really know. I guess her plan would be a totally different thing, right? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's, she it it, she's uh, doing a Medicare for All plan. I I haven't read it yet. So right, but it sounds we're going to find out about it here. Yeah. It's different from what Biden wants That's to do. That's interesting, yeah. So I think it might take 10 years to implement, or I might be mixing that up with That sounds like else's. Kamala. <laughs> it does. She's really, she loves practical Didn't we things. brought it up yesterday where you took 10 years, you, it would whoever it was would be out of office even if they were a two-term president by the time it hit yeah but all, it's interesting because she said in was an that interview, her well it sounds like we did say that with her yesterday but i believe in an interview today or last night she said that she doesn't want to do things or policies that will like not be in effect until after she's gone she's like she wants things that are pretty quick to help people so i wonder what how her plan would fall under that like well, we'll idea. See. yeah, yeah, we'll yeah see what i'm she really says curious tonight. Mm -hmm. um, she's been kind of vague that's why people are <clears throat> critical they're like they don't really know where she stands but she's gonna i think solidify it tonight and nail it down if she doesn't that could be a problem for mm -hmm. her definitely um, she's definitely the one to beat I yeah. Think. oh yeah i think of all but of everybody them. will be gunning for biden mm -hmm. Well, the, and I like Biden. Oh, I will regular that. old Dems. Yeah. Yeah. I'll vote for him if he beats her. And yeah. then you've got some centrists <laughs> who are going to, you know, come down hard on. Yeah. On who else is even on the stage <laughs> besides Biden? Corey Cole? Booker. Oh, sorry, Castro. Corey. Yeah. yeah. He was Castro. at Comic-Con. I yeah. think Castro is going to do well. Really well first he, it would be hard for him to top his first performance. But if mm -hmm. he does, we can we know he's consistent. Yeah. And he's possible. smart and experienced. Mm -hmm. So, mm hmm. Yeah, so we'll look for that. I think I think my top three finishes are going to be Harris, um, Castro, and I'm I think Yang's going to be a dark horse tonight. I don't think he's going to still have any chance at the presidency, but I mm -hmm. think he's going to do well tonight. And you know, I love when people say that too because we also and Trump is very different from these candidates, but we also didn't think he would get as far as he did. I'm hoping that the people that we don't think will make it, like Marianne and Yang, might actually have a shot in 2020. Just considering how times have changed and people are just that. Marianne will not. See, people keep saying that, and I'm like, I don't. Have wanna... you read her past though? I've heard about what was it? The the biggest criticism was the um, vaccination stuff. Yeah, yeah, but AIDS? she said she's clarified that, right? AIDS. Yeah. Um. She. Yeah. You, what does she think about AIDS? You should. You can cure it. it with okay. your. You can cure mind. it with your mind. Aww. And she gave it a new acronym. 
uh, which besides I can't AIDS? remember. Yeah. Wow. Or not a new acronym, but she made it stand for something besides autoimmune yeah. deficiency. Oh, something more yeah, positive. Exactly. Something like I don't know. imagination. Immune disorders. Stop. Not enough letters. Yeah, I need more time. I'm sorry. I need more time. <laughs> but, you know, look into it. Uh, and I didn't know this before, but uh, and people with disabilities um, have issues with her as well. And mm-hmm. and so I think it's just to do some research um, because. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Yes, she's whimsical. Yes, she would probably create a secretary of whimsy, and it could be Zoe Deschanel. Oh, that'd but, be a cool um, new secretary like department. Like. Yeah, that's what I, I want. I want the secretary yeah, that'd be of whimsy. So cute. Yeah, I would yeah. hire her as a therapist, not as a president or like a life coach <laughs> or a friend. Honestly, I think she has like the greatest approach to race so far. Even like besides Kamala and and Booker, like she seems to address things like pretty head on, which is really refreshing for someone who is also kind of crazy yeah but you're definitely going to want to read uh, what she has to say yeah, about AIDS that AIDS and stuff, dis- yeah. the disabled oh yeah sorry and, take and, back actually want to hear and... as a therapist please don't call me for your business don't at me <laughs> yeah and overweight people too she's got um something really terrible about wow. that so mm. yeah and i didn't know that and so yes yeah, i did see she's me. connected with someone named louise hay who wrote a book i have a workbook of hers that is, it's called like love yourself heal your life mm-hmm. yeah and they don't talk about I mean it sounds relatively fine I've had a good time going through the book it's been very helpful but I haven't gotten to the part yet where it says you can cure your cancer with your brain so um, I wish I wish she <laughs> were telling the truth because that'd be like a better like thing to believe than she's crazy but she most likely is just a little crazy she might not be she might actually just be I mean a lot of people I, believe you can heal yourself with, with your with just without medicine like, yeah people yeah. truly believe cancer comes from spiritual deficiencies and gaps and that is incorrect and a lot of people believe that it's like a I like it's a sentiment. lot bigger of a faction of society than Them i think we'd believe. like to believe yeah, yeah. yeah hey i've got no problem with supplementing your westernized fucking scientifically proven outcome proven evidence-driven medicine with some meditation and some and some mental self-help because yeah, i yeah. think that that definitely makes a difference like i think laughter definitely makes a difference in people's lives right but doing it alone but to tr- say that scary. you can uh meditate your way out of aids or meditate your way to be thin or meditate your way to not be disabled and then kind of uh, fault those people for not doing it properly. Uh, that is kind of weird. But do the research on on Marianne Williamson. Maybe dieting too. That would make a lot of sense if she's like, oh, with the right foods, I guess natural. That's not what she's saying. Oh, tough. Yeah. No. So, um, but look into it. I mean, she's got a bunch of books out there. There's an ABC article about her beliefs on on what's going on with all that stuff. Uh, or don't, because honestly, <laughs> she doesn't have a fucking shot at the presidency. Mm-mm. And you, I mean, you can waste your time if you want. Or I mean, if you it is a waste of time. And she's she, you said she got money from Republicans or something to like go on stage, or they donated to her campaign so she could be on stage. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that from multiple people. Yet to be corroborated. But that's on the we'll Republicans. Call them beans. <laughs> yeah. It is. But my point is that if that is true, and that was. Was their idea to get her on stage to wreak havoc and, oh. and cause she might not have had then, the then qualifications kind of on her own too Aww. yeah but i you know you don't have to take my word for it just do your own research if you feel the need i don't think she's going to be at, at all a contender um and i don't think yang will either uh, but i'd love him to death he's an incredible dude and i think he's going to do well tonight so those are my picks and nice yeah, and we'll see what happens uh when we hitch up tomorrow morning for the daily beans and uh guys uh Anything else? Any final thoughts? That's, that's all I got. Oh. I'm out of beans. All right. Well, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. 
Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>